We are back. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to AirPods and Airballs, the podcast where we do half-baked takes on basketball, uninformed opinions about pop culture, and sometimes talk about your nothing. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Crawley, here, here with Dom. Hey, Dom, hey. tell me your, uh, sorry, Dom Harnilla. Dom. Harnia. Uh, Harnia. Ooh. It's been, it's been 10 episodes. I finally, you finally corrected finally me. decided to say something. Yeah. <laughs> We'll put like we'll put like the dictionary pronunciation and the and the yeah, show notes. Phonetic, phonetic yeah. spelling. But anyway, Dom, rapid fire question: Tell me your favorite kitchen appliance. Air fry. Solid answer. Very, very. I had very, uh, very millennial of you. I had the the Costco chicken nuggets. Have you had those? It kind of tastes like Chick Fil A. I have not had. I uh, I do not have a Costco card. What? Yeah. How do you live? um across the street from a target anyway okay. <laughs> and uh we got a special guest um longtime guest making his return to the podcast for the first time in about three four years we got jeffrey kim jeff hey, how's yeah. it going how's it going good how are you good good rap fire jeff uh yep. tell me a super villain you'd let date your sister a super villain i'd let date my sister uh killmonger whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> Was not expecting that. I almost spit out my, my, my ranch water. I don't know. Any, Michael B. Jordan seems chill. He seems like a chill dude. He's got uh, some drip. He's got some drip. He stands, he really stands for what he believes in. He does. Yeah. He, he, he's very, uh, he's very uh, knowledgeable. You know, yeah. He's resourceful. Yeah. He's very passionate. Mm-hmm. Do you think your sister would have the same answer? Uh, for me or no, <laughs> i don't know um maybe she might pick loki uh, that's yeah. good i mean is he a villain we'll see yeah well, up, philosophical how's it going we have we uh we haven't had jeff around in a long time um, i know i think last time both you and brad worked at lyft <laughs> maybe yeah. yeah it's been a minute the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's new with you? What's new with you, Jeff? Anything to promote? Uh, uh <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. Um, it's back in LA. Uh, yeah. Back in LA, living with some cool roommates that I'm related to. Uh, and yeah, have a lot more free time now. So I'm bored and making TikToks these days. I, I have been dying to talk about your TikTok in a public forum. Okay. Um, I, I want the whole backstory. Like, what was the motivation? Where did you get your inspiration? Like, I I think, like, for all the listeners, Jeff has a TikTok. Go follow him, AV Jeff. Uh, Dom, uh, also a viral TikTok star, had a couple TikToks with about, one of them had, like, what, 50K views? The other one had, like, 15K yeah. views? 50K on the, uh, the game, was it game five? believe game five of the uh the bubble finals so i I feel like if we ever have a tiktok discussion this is like the group to have it with um but 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 jeff like tell me like describe your tiktok to us like what's your what's your feed like um it's just my attempts at comedy basically um i just think of something that makes me laugh and then try to record it like within the next couple of hours um yeah my motivation behind it was like oh i just have some free time these days i don't don't know what else to do with my life so i figured i'd just make some videos 
Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, how do you think the podcast got started back up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have a Twitch, I have a Twitch channel that I have five followers on, you know? Oh, sweet. What's your uh, handle? I'll, I'll Humble fo- beginnings. Humble uh, beginnings. Dom Harania. But um, yeah, you know, that that's cool. Like everyone, everyone has their thing that they want to pursue or just kind of get your mind off things. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um. Dom, are you? Do you plan on making any TikTok content anytime soon? Uh, probably not, since uh, you know Lakers might not even make the play-in, so we, we won't we won't be getting the uh, the TikTok Dom. I won't be letting the panda out. You know, that's a little foreshadowing. On, foreshadowing uh, on for the agenda. Discussion later. <laughs> oh, we forgot to go to the agenda. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, strong start. Strong start. We are we are back. Episode. Episode four, we're checking off, season four or season three, episode four, shaking off the rust. Four in a row. Uh, four in a row, See, baby. That's the important thing. Yeah. Really. Consistency. Working hard for all 20 of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, during the like peak pandemic, I started making TikToks. Um, and I think the thing that really turned me off about making it was I spent an hour editing like a TikTok centered around my favorite Jollibee foods. Um, I worked so hard and it it was, it's my funniest idea. It's basically me like swiping left, swiping right. on like my favorite, like Jollibee items. And it ends with me being like stoked over like a spaghetti chicken joy. 140 (laughs) views. I was so pissed. I worked so hard and and felt very underappreciated. And that point on, it's just been, I just take videos of my dogs, my dog. That's all I can do now. Um, And he, you know, probably rightfully so, gets more views than I ever did. It's all about getting behind the, uh, once you get that algorithm working for you, it's kind of just, it's like compound interest, you know? Like, once it once it gets going, it goes. I don't know how much you guys know about compound interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my bad, my bad, CPA. <laughs> okay, finance. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. Put, really put the AirPods in this podcast. Oh. Dude, that should be uh, your TikTok uh, financial advice. You no, know, your fellow tech bros. <laughs> fellow tech bros in the space. You guys got retirement accounts and all that. Yeah, oh, I know. Man. I put money in it, and that's as far as I go. Oh, man. Maybe that's my TikTok. Maybe I yeah. do some personal finance uh, TikTok. That's my space. There you go. Yeah. You can... Uh, you can, you know, equate like the Lakers roster to like the stock market, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the I think the Lakers pretty much are the their trend has really mirrored the the latest uh, stock market graph. I actually measured it from like November when it was kind of high and then just immediately tanked. And it, there's some highs or there's some, you know, pickback, and yeah. then boom, like it, we're currently in a free fall. So it's the Lakers' fault of paying so damn much for gas. Maybe, right now. maybe <laughs> you could you could blame the Lakers, not like Russia or anything on on the uh, the economy crash. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> we're getting weird territory here. We're we're trying starting to blame Russell Westbrook for the Russian Ukraine conflict, but <laughs> um, but yeah, we should go. We should do. Let's do the agenda. So uh, yeah, we're already coming. well into our first agenda item, which is catching up. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, winning time. Uh, the new HBO Max show, we're two episodes in. All of us here are big fans. Uh, and then uh, JoJo is going to, Jonathan Gomez is going to join us to talk about uh, the new Disney Plus movie, uh, Turning Red. 
um, you know, his uh, his perspective as a about a girl dad to be um, uh, will will give us lots of insight there. Um, can I uh, take care of some housekeeping items? Oh from, yes, uh, of just course. The podcast Always. itself. I'll, Always. Um, I, our social media manager has been hard at work. You know, we created a Twitter um, at AirPods Airballs. So uh, please give us a follow. We'll probably tweet out the episodes there along with our personal accounts. And um, please remember to like and follow this podcast. Give us five-star reviews on Spotify. I'll say that first now that we use their platform, Spotify, and then Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we're, only on, we're only on like two platforms. We're only on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. It's not like, you know how like legit podcasts are like, oh, um, you know, down, like subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we can't say only, that. We can't say that. Our legal team says we can't say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm about to say our social media manager. I, I, I know who made our, our Twitter and it wasn't our social media manager. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, um, but yes, no, uh, we, we do have a social media team. So hopefully we'll get more content out there. But um, on, on a real note, um, I like we have been getting a lot of uh, people reaching out to us. They've been listening, texts, tweets. Uh, people, I even had no idea who would listen, who was listening to this. Um, and it really does mean a lot. So, um, really, really appreciate y'all listening to us. Um, really, uh, re doing this is a highlight of my week with y'all and seeing that people are enjoying it, uh, makes it all better. So thank you everybody. Yeah. Who um, all right. All now right. Back to, winning back time. To yeah. Are we, are we <laughs> get, get to, uh, winning time for, uh, just to add a little back backdrop on winning time yeah talk what like give, give us give us the tldr tldr about winning time Don. tldr it's a uh it's a hbo show created by um adam mckay who's um you know the same same makers of Step Brothers, succession big shorts you know right up my alley so he did succession he is an ep i think oh i didn't know that producer so yeah, so I mean, Adam McKay or plus the Lakers, you know, has to be good, and um, it chronicles the the nineteen eighty Showtime Lakers, and um, yeah, so they've had two episodes so far, and I'm a huge fan. I don't know about you guys as as Warriors fans. How how do you guys perceive the show? Um, yeah, so uh, yeah. I think a recap for everybody where we are two episodes in uh we're just after the 1979 nba draft okay um dr jerry buzz played by john c riley just bought the team um you know basically forced coach at the time jerry west to draft magic johnson um and at the end of episode two jerry west puts in his resignation letter um, um i really enjoyed it i think um you know, I never really followed the like the Showtime Lakers that much. Like they, it's more how I view this era of Lakers is very much uh, just kind of like a page in a history book, right? Like it's being a fan and someone who appreciates the game. Like you have to acknowledge like the Lakers dynasty in the '80s. So getting like almost a behind the scene look, not behind the scenes, like a you know get the story told, obviously with a little bit of lens and right, like you know, was Dr. Jerry Buss such a playboy he is, <laughs> oh, like, who knows, gosh. right? Um, definitely learning a lot. Uh, and I'm very interested to see, like, where this season goes, especially because, um, I mean, Jeff, how, how much spoilers do you want to know about this season? 
for go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Leading well, spoilers like, for 1980. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but like, but I think mean, I, like, I think I have an idea, so I think you're okay. Well, I mean, like, like you know, like, cause this is like, this is the iconic champion, right? Like, like Jerry Buss's first championship, right? Where Magic like kind of has his like arrival moment in NBA in like Game Seven of the NBA Finals, or was it Game Six of the NBA Finals? Six. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm very interested to see how that all plays out. Um. The one really interesting point for me right now is uh, the portrayal of Jerry West, right? Like as a Warriors fan, that's probably like the person I know the most about, um, right? Just because he had such a big role in like the the Warriors rebuild, um, and seeing him as like this super stressed out uh, guy uh, was super funny. They did him dirty by making him so sweaty in that scene <laughs> in the last episode, but uh, but yeah, it's been super interesting. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, what are your initial thoughts from the show? You, you've watched both episodes, right? Yeah, I've seen both episodes. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I think it's just a very interesting story, despite not being a Laker fan. Um, I, my dumbass, like, got really caught up into the first episode and the like the pre with like the previous owner and like Jerry West. And, I'm, and as I was watching it, I was thinking like I had a thought for like a second, like. Oh shit! Are they not gonna draft Magic? (laughs) (laughs) I got like way too caught up into it, and I'm like, oh no, of course they draft Magic. Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) But yeah, no, I I definitely love John C. Riley's portrayal of Doctor Bus. Like, I yeah, like I don't know how much of that is true, but I I think he's my favorite so far. Did you guys know that that was about to be Will Ferrell? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's like. I can't even imagine how over the top that would be, you know. I think John C. Riley does like it, it's a very tough character to play, right? Because it's like, you know, like basically they're preparing Doctor Bus as like this playboy, like smooth talker, um, and you know, like I think it's very it's very easy to take that way over the top. But also, you know, like the team's obviously in some financial trouble. And, you know, like balancing the, oh, hey, I'm the man of the town first, like, hey, in the back of my head, like, like I can't really afford all this stuff I'm doing. Um, it, it takes a lot of, like, I, I can appreciate the skill that John C. Riley is bringing to the role. Yeah. I yeah. think um, the, uh, this whole Jerry West or Jerry Buss story is kind of, it's kind of the birth of, of LA as city of underdogs, you know? <laughs> Just you know, uh, oh my god, he's, he's barely <laughs> scrapping by, you know, by to get the team. Like if um, I don't know how true this whole story of if uh, Jack Kent Cook like wanted to, he could request all cash, right? Because um, Jerry Buss was paying, like he was liquidating a bunch of properties and right. barely like came up with the rest of the cash. And I don't know, just he's kind of endearing too. Just this whole like can-do attitude of he just wants like the sport of basketball to succeed you know um i think at the time basketball was really struggling right the product was uh insufferable as brad would like to say um kind of filled with just drugs cocaine a lot of a lot of fighting on the court so kind of turned turned the public off on yeah, uh, i mean but i'd also say that like sorry i don't mean to cut you off but um like basketball was struggling and maybe the nba almost went under but i think it wasn't 
like yeah sure there like there was like a talent issue not a talent issue but like there was i think it was more of like a direction of the league issue right like i think they hit on it in episode one a little bit about how you know as as more black people started playing the league right like the like the rich white owners still wanted to appeal to like the traditional american family um And I think, you know, you can see that like Larry Bird kind of getting his like, you know, <laughs> I think the one thing we really uh, is happening this season is like, there's no such thing as uh, tampering, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Larry Bird signing deals before he even gets drafted. But, um, but no, uh, but no, I, 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 I definitely agree uh, about, you know, just, I, I think a lot of the league success is owed to uh, what Jerry Buss did in the 80s. Right, and um, um, I I forgot what the what the arrangement was. Uh, I remember when I was reading Bill Simmons's book about, I think Bird was, Bird had declared for the NBA or he was drafted in the year before or something, but he decided to go back to college for like one more year. Yeah, so that's that's kind of why he was already almost slated to be like number one or something in the next draft. I don't know. We could we could uh, get our stats guy to look that up for us. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I think this was like a th- like so, uh, like right now in today's NBA, the you have to declare before the draft order comes out, um, and like that that obviously isn't true like in this time in the NBA, um, right? Because then players can kind of just pick and choose where they want to go. That's like all the big anti, you know, back when they're trying to fix tanking in the NBA, like in like the like five, six years ago, that's why they were like, oh, like everyone gets shot at the number one pick. Like, doesn't make sense because, mm-hmm. you know, like if you just knew who was going to get the number one pick every year, you could kind of just be like, hey, I'm going to wait to go to LA or I can wait to go to like whoever. You know what I mean? If you're like, if you're Ben Simmons or Zion Williams or anything like that. But, um, but no, I, I think one interesting thing though is like that dynamic between like Red Arbaugh and, uh, and Jerry Buss. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, like, I think if you look at who was probably like the better team owner, like, I think you have to say it's been Arbaugh, right? Um, well, 11, I, cha- 11 championships in a row. Yeah. You're talking about at the time, like, or I, I think, I think at, in NBA history, but okay. yes. Yeah. Um, as, as a Laker fan, I know, I know you're, you're heavily biased in this conversation, right? But, I mean, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different league back then, you know, there's like eight teams where he won eleven championships or whatever, but you know to each their own. Um I I don't know if any of those confrontations that they've had or like all those conversations, I don't know if that actually happened in real life. You know, it could just be totally um, you know, dramatized. Right. And whatnot, but I mean, it just makes for awesome and uh, awesome TV, right? Yeah. Just, I think you know, a lot of it's definitely dramatized, right? Like, uh, Magic's not playing Cookie's boyfriend in a pickup game right before he leaves LA, right? right? Um, and I doubt Magic and who's the who's the point guard? Uh, uh, Norm, uh Nixon. Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon. They're not playing one on one in the middle of a party. Um, Is uh, Magic doing that stuff in the church parking lot though? Could oh, be. I mean, I mean, possibly. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> that i would I believe, believe. It. I believe but, it. yeah yeah but um but no i like but 
yeah it, it's definitely dramatized but it just adds to the color of the story right like this isn't a documentary right this is a uh a, a patrol based on like a real situation um i think one of the really interesting things is like i don't think like something this portrayals to teach me about jerry bus and i'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this Dom. is you know basketball wasn't necessarily like he's in love with like the art or the sport of basketball right i think or he's not in love with the way for like a tactical sense or a uh you know like a almost like a love of the game sense but more like how the game makes him feel how it makes people feel like the appeal of it mm-hmm. um he was like you know i think he was he would be a visionary for showtime whether it be like the lakers or if like let's say like the la raiders did like had like a similar feeling although like the nfl was in a different situation than the nba is at this point in history but um i thought that was super interesting yeah it, it's i mean he he looked at basketball or you look at that as a product, you know, not just for like solely just the basketball sense. He th- he looked at it as a show, as 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 an attraction, yeah, right? for ev- everyone to enjoy, right? Yeah, um, higher class, like the celebrities and middle class people, and you know, everyone can enjoy this this beautiful game, right? That's that's what he envisioned, and that's what ultimately he saw magic bringing to that vision, and um, yeah. Um, um, Jeff, what, what's been your favorite part of the series so far? Um, my favorite part, I mean, I think it's, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like the, like, I think I was just very unaware of like what the state of the Lakers were prior to Magic, um, just because I did not watch or yeah, just didn't really read up on Laker history. Um, so it's definitely very interesting to see where they were, like in, and then like that quick rise to Showtime. Like I'm, like I'm aware of Showtime. Like I just didn't know. Like right before that, it was nothing. <laughs> like so, I mean, let's be clear, it wasn't nothing. Yeah, the Lakers like, won the NBA that... championship every year, right? <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like they no. still had, they still had Kareem and. Uh, uh like they were basically like always knocking on the like contender door you know yeah 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 i mean even once they were in the championship you know what i mean like yeah yeah like jerry west went to nine championships before he won yeah like 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 it's not this isn't like jerry bus bought the warriors in 2011 you know what i mean yeah like this would be like jerry bus buying like I want to say the Warriors. Uh, Jerry Bus <laughs> buying like, like if he, like if he bought the Houston Rockets in like 2018. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah fair enough. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I mean, it's it's hard because the, the Warriors are so dominant. But like, um, uh, but yeah, like this this was I I think like the the show's doing a good job of showing like, hey, this wasn't really like a rebuild, right? Like, definitely still yeah. was like some team stuff, like taking it to the next level, like when the Warriors changed from like Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr. And sorry for bringing, you know, making the conversation warrior centric and his show about the Lakers. But I, I do get it. I get these metaphors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but this, yeah, this was like, yeah, going from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr almost. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. They lost in the conference semis the year before. So mm. they weren't, you know, they're not like, uh, yeah, they're not OKC or something that's like a random team that he just took but it, it was just the vision you know like yeah um 
how about that magic how about the uh the actor playing magic johnson though how insane it's like he was born spot on dude born to play this role like he he lives on this earth to play magic johnson uh yeah um do do you know what the weird weird thing is is norm nixon's son plays norm nixon in this series yeah yeah i saw that it's like uh it's like o'shea jackson jr uh, playing ice cube that's cool yeah uh the guy that plays magic in winning time doesn't even have a wikipedia page i think this is this is like his breakout yeah this is his first like real role which is i mean hell of a real role right yeah um but no he does an outstanding job um like everything about it is spot on um i'm i'm super excited we get 10 episodes of this Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I almost want to recap this every week. Um, I'll try and tell Dom we should just spin up a separate feed just around winning time. <laughs> but um, but no, I don't, I, know, I, I don't know if we're there yet. Eh. But uh, like thirty minutes. We want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do? Like continue to not make money, right? But <laughs> um, uh, no. But uh, any other thoughts, Dom? Um. I I didn't know I I knew a lot of you know the the history of of this time period going into it I I totally forgot or I didn't know that like drafting magic was um, like a controversial controversial topic within you know I I didn't I may have known that but I totally forgot watching it I was like they're really gonna draft uh, whoever that they were was talking it, about was it Lenny Wilkins. No, any, uh, I don't know, but yeah. yeah, I didn't know that part. I forgot who I'm looking it up now. I forgot who the other player that we talking about was, but um, it wasn't a, it wasn't like it was a decent player. Uh, oh, uh, Sydney Moncrief. Yeah, I that's a recognizable name for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I don't I mean, it's not magic. <laughs> not magic. Yeah, yeah. Not magic um cool should we move on to turning red yeah after a break from uh, our sponsors after a break from our sponsors let's do it all right we're back uh hope you like the sponsors um joining us right now we got oh, yeah, yeah. Um... That, that big sponsor sponsored by royalty free music on on spotify hell yeah <laughs> that's, that's hell yeah yeah joining us right now is um you know father to be in two weeks fellow lmu alum jonathan gomez welcome to the show what, what? Uh, round of applause for me i'm gonna clap myself in Thanks for <laughs> I, I was i was i saw you clapping but no sound coming out and i was so confused <laughs> this is one hell of a good audio I'm setting. Like, i know yeah. right <laughs> uh, thanks for having me guys congrats on the reunion too the people needed it. Oh, the the AirPods and AirBalls reunion. Oh yeah, A and A. What okay. else? I mean, I, I think people have been generally happy with with us being back, and um, you know, obviously we're taking it a little, a little more seriously now more than ever. So we're trying to we're trying to show the, our viewers that we care as much as they do. Yeah, our listeners. Yeah. Right. This is this is an audio medium. Did I say viewers? Yeah. Oh, 
yeah that's for our instagram audience you know <laughs> our instagram um, audience yes um but uh, yeah joe what's what's new what's new with you He's talking, he's talking to you, Jojo, not me. Oh, oh me. Sorry. Oh, because there's, there's a lot of Joes in here. Uh, I forgot about there's that. There's a Jeff. Yeah, we, no Joe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just. Uh, there is. There is. No, what's new with me? I mean, you kind of said it. I'm gearing up for that hashtag girl dad life. Hey. Working, working from home. Uh, just trying not to freak out, you know? All is good. Can't complain. I love it. I yeah. love it. And um, we brought you on here today to... Um, discuss the new disney plus movie or disney pixar movie turning red i know that you are the one of the first people to reach out saying that you love the movie and um yeah, i don't know we're just gonna have like an open forum about about it it's it's making a lot of headlines and and there's also some like weird some weird backlash that it's gotten we can uh, talk I was gonna about say, nothing yeah. like <laughs> nothing like four guys talking about a about a movie about yeah. uh women a woman going through puberty um <laughs> do we want to do we want to give like a quick uh recap of the movie spoiler alert for our viewer for our listeners yeah can someone explain it to me like give me the quick spark notes uh yeah i will do my attempt and then y'all jump in yeah, we'll, we'll fill in we'll fill in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh 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 so the the movie's about uh this woman or uh she's probably like 11 or 12 13. Uh, 13 okay um and then basically one day uh you know she has a lot of friends she lives in toronto uh she works at a temple with her mom uh and one day she wakes up and she's a red panda um right she freaks out her mom doesn't give her the heads up because they didn't think it would happen so soon um so she basically like stays home from school because like basically whenever she gets emotional she turns into this panda um she eventually like you know she finds out like this is something that everyone in her family deals with and they have to do a big ceremony ritual to like get rid of the panda but like you know she eventually is able to keep the panda control and turns back to her normal self through the love of her friends um but, but actually like whenever she thinks about her friends she like can keep it under control uh they really want to see this like boy band uh called uh four town yeah that's four town four town um so like they she basically learns that she can like turn into the panda whenever she wants so she like they start like basically selling appearances and gear around this panda to like make a bunch of money to like buy the tickets and like fool her parents um eventually like they're at this party and they like she just loses it and she attacks a kid at the party her parents find out she's been like using her parent like using her panda powers to like make money and then like her mom blames her friends and then uh she does uh what's the name of the main character i don't want to get the main, main character's name wrong may, may? may ling may ling may lee okay may lee uh may lee like and may lee doesn't speak up right so basically throws her friends under the bus um basically when it's time to do the ritual like all her family members show up and basically like in this ritual you see like this elder and their family like in this like you know this like spirit LSD vision and you have this choice to like basically surrender your panda right that's the thing like you basically walk through this thing you don't have to deal with your panda anymore uh uh Maylin decides no she wants to keep the panda and runs away um like runs away from her family goes to this concert apologizes to her friends 
but like when when she doesn't do this full ceremony through like all these jade bracelets break so uh like all the pandas that are trapped inside this bracelet like all get out so now like her mom turns into a panda and like her family other women in her family turning to pandas and they have this big like panda battle at this concert i'm just giving over a lot of other details um but then basically it's like at the end of the day they have like this heartwarming moment where they like they get everyone together and they all, you know, get all the pandas back in control, except for Mei Lin, who decides to keep her panda. Um, and am I missing any big parts of the story? I think you got the you got the good gist yeah. of it. So, um, Joe, what you what what did you really enjoy about the movie? I mean, oh, Joe, sorry, yeah. Oh, me, me. Okay, yeah. I mean, dude, first off, just straight tears at the end. I don't know if it hits you guys like it if it hits you guys like that but i don't know what it is about pixar i think whenever they tackle like especially family issues that are being passed down they do a really good job of that right like they have had a ton of movies like that you have turning red which i actually thought was called red panda i thought it was like a black panther <laughs> I, I called it red panda for a couple of days yeah but like yeah like turning red had the the family trauma situation and kanto i throw black panther in there i throw lion king in there i i throw thor ragnarok loki in there like they just do a good job of exploring that issue one and then two i just thought tyler was so relatable you know like i don't know what it was like he's just a bratty little kid he makes fun of girls that he actually likes and he secretly like boy bands like that's literally my childhood. So that was like every guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? That's every like, guy our age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, overall, like just A1 movie. Big fan. Big, big emotions. That's that's what I would say. No, I definitely agree. It was an awesome movie. Um, I like I, Denise put this movie on uh, what we were at a, with a couple other friends. Um, like, this is a movie I would have actually seeked out, but like really happy I did have the opportunity to watch it. Um, uh, like I haven't also seen Canto and some of the other recent Disney stuff, so I got some catching up to do. But um, but no, I, I think I thought it was really great. Um, the animation was awesome. Um, I think uh, the portrayal of the red panda was such like a really unique and interesting. And um, I think one of the really you like one of the really special things about this movie, right? Like. At the end of the day, none of us can relate to what uh, Mei Lin was going through, right? But I think it did a really good job of portraying, like the like this like the fear of going through something unknown and change, right? Um, and you know that being a journey, although we can't necessarily empathize with, but we can definitely like appreciate, um, was definitely like a fun. It it it, it was um, definitely very touching. Um, also, Four Town Slaps. Uh, four town yeah. slapped so hard. I want that four town Cantonese remix, like you're singing at the end. <laughs> that was so dope. I, I've been, I've been, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go to a concert. I'm, I'm ready for it all. I moved, that that song actually hit like IRL life hit. Like, wasn't that made by um like Billy Eilish's brother or something? Yeah, yeah. He had yeah. something to do with it. Yep, I think they they both collabed on it. It's amazing. I think I think one of them is uh, uh, an actual like a, a singer that we know. One of the the boys. Um, I'm trying to look at, look it up right now, but 
Uh, but uh, but yes, Fort Town. I'm a townie, right? <laughs> Fort Town. I just love that there are five of them. And I thought it was like it was like I was like, oh, this is a rip of O Town, but it's literally a rip of every single yeah boy yeah, band that ever existed. Yeah, it was that more diverse though. So I, I was not used to seeing that kind of a boy band when I was that age. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I like John, the. Um, I like the movie a lot. Um, the first first time viewing, um, it was also kind of a similar situation. We watched with friends, so I feel like you know I might have not been able to to see some things but i actually did a, a rewatch today just you know to prepare for this pod you know making sure i'm knowledgeable um i liked it a lot more on the second the second watch but i did i did have some some nitpicks a few nitpicks uh, i'll get into that later but surprise, I, did, surprise. I did i did enjoy you know the movie a lot right obviously like pixar uh, like jojo said really really tackles like kind of lives in gray you know it, it really explores like our emotions and things that we go through and especially with this director i think someone who's our age who probably like you know has similar upbringings as us right where it's we're the same generation so we could relate to these issues that or these stories that she's telling in this movie about um you know like having friends and sometimes growing up you you kind of you do relate more to your friends, more so maybe your parents, but you do want to keep that relationship with your mom or dad. But I think this movie is kind of telling us that we can have it both. We can have it both ways if we want to, you know. Um, but you just kind of have to work at it and be uh, communicative with everyone. Yeah, y'all had friends growing up. Look at y'all, but. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know. Um, I, mean. I, I think before we get to Dom's nitpicks, I have, I have a question. Do you think keeping the panda was a good idea? Um, like emotionally or like fiscally? It's called. Let's start practically. How about that? Like, because I mean, like, because like the 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 like the ending scenes, right? Where like, hey, she basically becomes a panda, and they the. She get the her family gets more business, and she gets to hang with her friends. And I, I understand like probably like you know, like there's a metaphor there about you know her becoming a panda is like her evolution as like a woman and a person, like where you know she gets to spend a lot of that family time at the temple, but then also go do karaoke with her friends, right? Like, so not overlooking like that part, but just from a pure practical standpoint, do you think keeping the panda was a good idea? I'd say as as long as she controls it she can control it right that's what we're hope that's what we're made to assume at this point at the end of the movie uh that's like the that was a big danger right is you know it has like a dark side and if you like lose control of it, it can kind of wreck some havoc but i would say that it's not bad if she can keep it under control wait jeff did you watch it no, I, okay. I yeah, I was just listening in. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, because I was like, well, we just spoiled yeah. this movie for you. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, Jojo, what do you think? I mean, it depends like what universe we're talking about, you know? Like, is it the AirPods and Airballs universe? Probably not. It's not practical at all. 
like but if it's the red panda universe yeah for sure like so it goes back to your out in like a one direction like a one direction concert <laughs> or something like that yeah but. she's vibing out full panda to four town no i mean it's kind of like what you were saying with the metaphor right like they had a nice girl dad moment where he really helped may sort of accept that side of herself and i think that led her to go into that lsd spiritual realm that i feel like the lion king is done black panther is done right like where the kid like meets with their parents in the spirit world in the lion king and and black panther it's father and son and there's different things about like a kingdom that they're trying to pass down and it's like how the son is going to be doing it his way but with this it was like it was may seeing her mom at her age going through the same exact issues but may's decision was to go about it her way which is accepting kind of from what her dad said like accepting her whole self so in that case i i'm all for her keeping the red panda and i hope that the sequel is named red panda if they make a sequel <laughs> um <laughs> I, I will play contrarian here. Um, okay. I, I think I think keeping the red panda was a horrible idea. <laughs> um, one I think like yeah I don't I'm not attacking any any like of like the the symbolism of this movie so just want to make that clear. But uh, but like what are you prepared to make a decision like that when you're 13, right? A decision that's going to follow you for the rest of your life, right? And then number two. The whole premise of her keeping this panda under control is that like she can think back on these four friends, right? Like how many people from your friend group in 13 do you still like talk to every day on like a day-to-day -day basis? Right. Like I guess, I guess, you know, sure the friends rotate out and whatever. But I, I think it's uh um yeah, I I I respectfully disagree. But if it means we get the the whatever that slap is called, uh 10 years from now as like a banger and the reunion body like the... you something like that nobody like you or whatever yeah something like that yeah well if, i mean if you put it like that um <laughs> are we still talking about the red panda no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. so like, well, from my understanding it sounds like it's like an incredible hulk situation as a 13 year old you're <laughs> trying to decide whether or not to keep it Kind of, sort of. Well, yeah. wait. Can you? Can she get rid of the panda later if she decides to? I, I think, I think we've proven that, or they, they, they proved it at the at the end with all the, with the aunties and uh, and the grandma and the mom. It's so possible. Can, yeah. Okay. You know, there, there is, there is a a take back, option. Um, but yeah, let her live, Joe. I mean, her, her. her... <laughs> I was gonna say her body, her choice, but like, but like literally her, <laughs> her, like her life, her choice. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. Like if I turned into, uh, I, I don't really want to put myself in those shoes. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I stand by it. Panda's impractical. She hasn't love controlled it. today, but what happens, what happens tomorrow? Right. Um, I love it. I love that. I, that was such a plot twist because I was expecting Dom to have like the nitpick, but that's like the that's like the <laughs> nitpick right there. That, yeah, that's just. How could you say you like this movie and then totally disagree with how it ended? <laughs> no, I mean I, I agree with her having her like her own life. You know, having like incorporating herself as she finds her way with her family and traditional values and all that good stuff. Um, Those are yeah. realist. 
It's not. It's yeah. not practical. I see it. I see it. <laughs> the money maker, though, we saw it. We saw it. They're they're about to make a hundred million dollars to rebuild the Sky Dome. I don't know if that's. Uh, is that is that. that uh... What, what's the Raptors uh, Jurassic Park? Is that what they call it? Yeah, Jurassic Park, the outside area. Yeah, outside, yeah. Maybe they become the Toronto Red Pandas. At Jersey would be fire. I, do you think she could play? Like, do you think if you know she could go to the WNBA and just go in and out of being a panda? Do you think that'd be fair? No. In the Red Panda <laughs> universe, in any universe, no, that's not fair. In the Red Panda cinematic universe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she just magically comes like what like seven feet tall <laughs> just start stunking them i don't think there's a debate no absolutely not <laughs> i mean like are there other pixar movies that are eligible for this league then maybe you know I mean? yeah like the incredibles then sure like yeah <laughs> uh but don give me, give me your nitpicks um well just like just the fact that they could get those good of seats showing up the day of the concert seems a little suspect right they were like right there um um i didn't like the you know how the mom um the mom released her panda inadvert or like not on her like not under her control right the, yeah the, her necklace broke and the panda was released it didn't seem like i mean maybe her panda is different from from other people's pandas but just like the fact that she just totally lost control you know, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really, I wasn't buying that part. Well, you know, they made it like, like a so very... destruct. She was destroying like the arena. She could have killed people, right? And then, but then she was, but then her dialogue was like very, you know, she she knew what was going on. Like she knew where May was. She knew she knew exactly why she was doing what she was doing. So like she almost killed like ten thousand people, just because she was mad at May. I think they made it like they made it clear in the movie though, right? That the panda's hard control, right? Like May had almost never before seen control of her panda, right? Like I think uh, now that I'm saying this, it's making me rethink my, my, my previous point. But like, <laughs> but um, but you know, I think for all her other family members, it's like a no-brainer to get rid of your panda, right? Because like they obviously like didn't not had control over it. It was very hard. Sure, there's that family pressure too. But like you know, um. Uh, May's grandma has that mark on her eye because of May's mom not having control of her panda, right? Um, so I, I think it's, I, I also think it's just, you know, May has, uh, I don't call it uh, self-awareness the right word, or like, like she's like in a good state of mind to know what's going on. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I get what you're saying though, right? Like I, I think it's just it's shocking that like only may was the one to figure out how to really control it maybe it's trying to make some shot at how like the rest of her, the women in her family grew up but i mean the the other the other family members outside of her mom you know they they just transformed no problem they they helped like they just helped drag the mom you know they didn't seem like out of control so maybe she's just like an anomaly right Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, that, may, that might be it. I, it's a, it's like a good that. knit. It's a good knit. I like that. The mom's out of pocket, bro. The second she showed those tampons to the entire school, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. On, dude? What's she doing? <laughs> um, I had another. Like, one of. So, 
one of the questions I had after my first watch was like, I didn't, I wasn't a fan that everyone else got rid of their pandas and like she kept it. I was just like, well, like, what are we teaching here? Like Thank some you. people are like, some people are different. Um, I don't know. It, it just seemed inconsistent to me. Right. But after the second rewatch, I kind of realized that, you know, we're all, we're all different. We're all individuals. We all handle our own, like, you know, whatever internal demons we have or whatever, like we handle our struggles differently. We choose to express them or we choose to, you know, kind of keep it submerged a little more. Right. And like certain things kind of bring that out of us. And I guess some people can't control it as well as some people. That's kind of what I took after my second viewing of the movie. I'm proud of you, Dom. I'm glad it's like <laughs> watching Turning Red, watching Turning Red twice for you to realize that about life. So I think well, at the end of the day, we can we can leave this conversation knowing that you had a big growth moment by rewatching Turning Red. I'm just saying, like I know, I know. <laughs> they're teaching us that oh, it's okay for her to you know fully embrace this thing, or and then others others knowingly like choose to suppress it. I don't know. I think a lot of that too is um, like difference in like time and culture and how people were raised, right? Like uh, we're making jumps and assumptions here, right? But like uh, a lot of uh, Mei Ling's background is, has like first generation vibes to it, right? Um, you know, seems to be very much a grown up in Toronto, trying to stay connected to her like family roots and culture and things like that. Um, and I, I think I think that might be part of, you know, why her choice was different than uh, the rest of her family. Um, I know I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so I guess I guess a fun question here is, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, they put everyone's panda in, you know, a lot of them put them in Jade, you know, Maylin's mom, Maylin's mom put it in like a Tamagotchi. Uh, if you had to keep your panda, how would you store it? Also, does Jade really break that easy? Like they just seem to like break it open whenever they wanted to, which which goes against everything I've ever known about Jade. I don't I don't know much about Jade. I think it's kind Sorry. of fragile, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It's kind of like glass, but like a little thicker. Never mind that. But anyway, yeah. If if you could store your panda in a in a whatever what would it be Yu-Gi-Oh card which Yu-Gi-Oh card uh it'd have to be a trap card so like I could just like pull it out <laughs> magical cylinder <laughs> yeah or like mirror force like you know when I'm like down and like surprise trap hole <laughs> yeah um that's a tough question to to put us on the spot. I, mean, you know? I feel like it would have to for me. It'd have to be something that like creates dust or powder for just a... the, for the effect. For the effect. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? I wouldn't mean... it do it, it with any objects as long as your as long as your panda's coming out like that's. For that's the... true. See, I forgot the that's animation so behind the. Are you saying like? I mean, you can't really put it on like a like a like a poker card or something, right? You can't really slam that down. Like how would you do? You just like tear it. 
tear, tear in half. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, no, I do a top. I do a top like a Inception. Like a babe, like a Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know Dom's. Oh, yeah. I think I think you'd want yours on like a on like a championship belt. Ah. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm not wearing that thing all the time. <laughs> I mean, if if your panda was in it, yeah. I think you would, right? It would may- maybe be like a belt buckle, like those huge ones, <laughs> like the cowboy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, how? Like when I take it off, am I taking off the whole belt, or am I just is it like a clip on? Well, you're turning into a panda, so your pants don't fit at that point anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. What would yours be? I don't know. guess a pendant or something i like what's easy to carry around um uh a, a sparkling water would be awesome <laughs> <Just open. laughs> the most yeah. refreshing sparkling water you ever had like a literal can of whoop ass <laughs> <laughs> um is this movie in anyone's starting five of pixar movies Like all time, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. Of recent ones, maybe. Okay. Of recent ones, like if you gave me a year, I'd probably put it up there. I'm I've just been on the Encanto wave since since the beginning though, so it's just it's hard to top that for me right now. I mean, just wait till you have your child. You're about to have <laughs> be on that Encanto wave for a while, right? Oh, bro, that is true. <laughs> I, I'd be knowing the words. I'm not even a parent yet. Yeah. It's gonna be over. Um. I don't think this is in my top five. I think the classics are hard to beat. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a lot of like emotional attachment with the classics. Like I can imagine watching this, you know, if I was watching this maybe when I was younger or if I'd never seen like Toy Story or other things, like that'd be, um, that'd be like a different story, but um, it's still really, really good. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I feel like a discussion on the actual top five would take a lot longer. So I'll just leave it at that <laughs> for everyone's Pixar t- starting wow. five. I mean, I I feel like it's not. I, I'm pretty sure to- the Toy Story movies are taking three spots of my yeah. top five already. Okay. Um, or actually, there's four now, but um, oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. I would, I'd fight you if you put four in your top five. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, I like. I also acknowledge like a lot of the top five is just skewed based off time and like what we out. grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you ask me what my top five is, and you asked, like you know my, like my like twelve year old niece, I'm sure they're different top fives. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's not putting. Uh, Finding Nemo. Or I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a bad Pixar movie to put in there. I can't even. I can't even really think of one off the top of my head. Um, Good what's, Dinosaur. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's the one with Chris Pratt? Um, Onward. Onward. Uh, liked Onward. What? No yeah, way. Yeah, that, that wasn't bad. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I will say it's not a bad Pixar movie, but it's not going to make any top lists. Yeah. I don't think so there's any. There's not really any Soul. bad Pixar movies. No. So have you guys seen Soul? That would not be on any top five list. I would say. 
Whoa. Not bad. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Are you serious? Like, like, sure, but like, you can't call it bad. I didn't. No, that's not bad. But a top five. It's not on my top five, but yeah. yeah. Whoa, on your take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I can name 10 better movies than that. Easy off top. Name, name 10 better Pixar movies. Yeah. Right, hold on. Let me Google some shit real quick. <laughs> I, guess, I guess like, I guess, okay. Soul or Cars 2? Oh my God. It's been so long since Cars 2. Honestly, Cars 2 just, I can't just. And just back off off my take. Cars two, ride or die, baby. Does, <laughs> does Soul have a land at California Adventures? Drive to survive. Soul land. <laughs> Purgatory. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> That's comedy. Uh, but uh, no, this has been fun. Jeff, JoJo, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, we yeah, do need to do like me. a bigger uh, Pixar debate. Um, oh for sure yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been thinking of some fun concepts so i think we can definitely do like a pixar draft or a or a mcu starting five basketball draft um some fun stuff there yeah but, um dom anything else before we sign off i think that's it i think that's it i think um you know cover what we wanted to cover and i think i think our our, our loyal listeners for uh, sticking with it well, until next time, folks, have a good one. Peace. Peace.